the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRoxtra. Shabbat shattered. Police radio traffic, courtesy of Broadcastify.com, as police in Pittsburgh arrived at a synagogue early this morning where they engaged a gunman who killed several people, wounded six others, including four police officers. The attack at the Tree of Life congregation in Pittsburgh's Squirrel Hill neighborhood, about 10 miles from downtown, came during a baby naming ceremony at the conservative congregation. The 56-year-old Florida man charged with sending more than a dozen package bombs to current and former governmental officials will be in court on Monday to face at least five federal charges. Police arrested the man without incident yesterday afternoon after at least 14 IEDs were sent to various addresses around the country. None of the devices went off and no one was injured. This is SRN News. Joe Walsh says it's easy to see CNN's real position. CNN has had the same damn headline up, and it says the following word for word. Trump has no plans to claim any responsibility for inciting the serial bomber. Why should he? CNN, you suck. The Joe Walsh Radio Program, weeknights at 11 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. AM twelve eighty the Patriot Intelligent Radio for the Twin Cities and yes, more of Mr. Intelligent Mitch Berg and the Narn in just moments right here on AM twelve eighty the Patriot. Thanks for listening to us on this Saturday. Thanks for listening to us in the West Metro at one oh seven point five FM. Cloudy today with a daytime high settling in right around fifty five. Tonight rain and clouds an evening low of forty three. Tomorrow, cloudy as you wake up, but clearing, sunny, and 53. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that says send us your tired, huddled masses. You need to see red. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. I'm also found on the web at True North. Look, truenorth.com is the address for that. It's uh, the center for center-right public opinion in the upper Midwest. It's the place to go for all of the best conservative writers in the state of Minnesota. And uh, really the only place you need for most of your news, quite honestly, seeing the way uh, when it comes to politics, at least. Yeah, I mean, if you want your one-car crashes reported on, yeah, go to your local paper, whatever. If you want uh, the best place to go out and find a, a Frappuccino uh, on your morning news, yeah, go to your morning television station uh, news program here. If you want to talk about politics, you go to True North, looktruenorth.com. There is really no rational uh, alternative to that. 651 
289-4488. I'm the headliner edition. Brad Carlson tomorrow, two to, uh, excuse me, one till three, the closer edition. King Banyan, Saturday mornings from nine to 11, uh, the King Banyan radio show on our sister station, AM 1440, the businessman together with the Northern Alliance radio network dominating Twin Cities weekend talk radio for almost a generation. With my, uh, with me right now, next guest, uh, an annual pleasure to talk with around election time. Uh, we've been doing this for quite some time now, and I suspect we'll be doing it from, uh, for quite some time in the future. John, yeah, let's uh, bring up three here. Uh, John Augustine from the Legislative Evaluation Assembly joins us here. John, welcome back. Hi, Mitch. Thanks for having me. Absolutely great to have you here. Now, this is the, it's at least for political wonks and people who focus on Minnesota legislative uh, trivia. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's report card season. Uh, you're, you're one of the big report cards, certainly one of the longest-lasting uh, report cards here in the state of Minnesota. Tell us a little bit about the Legislative Evaluation Assembly, and, uh, and then we'll get on to your port report card itself. We're a nonpartisan, nonprofit organization established in 1972 that uh, exists to inform the citizens of their legislative, uh, their state legislature, and, and uh, evaluate the legislature's performance. Uh, we we are, we're not involved in campaigns. We don't give money to candidates or endorse candidates. We do award candidates uh, awards based on their performance in our annual report. And that's what we're known for. And let's talk about this year's report. Before we get, before we get to specific, let's talk about the mechanics of putting together the, the report. Now, most of these legislative report cards uh, from any number of groups, from the, the Gun Owners Caucus to the Teachers Union, usually focus around picking a number of bills that are important to the group and its membership and grading people, legislators, on their votes on these bills. Uh Tell us a little bit about the uh, the mechanics behind the LEA's uh, report card every year. How do you come up with a report card? What were the criteria this time around? Well, our website at www.lea-mn.org lists our credo. It has our report, our current report, and also previous reports online. Uh, the credo uh, has changed slightly over the years, but the basic themes are... Uh, uh, adherence to the Constitution, I mean, including the state Constitution, because right. that's what we where we evaluate at the state level, and and other and other time honored themes such as life, liberty, justice, property rights, free enterprise, and so that encompasses a broad range of issues. So certainly, you know, if they're gun uh, Second Amendment issues, they could get evaluated in the report. Uh, right to life issues can get evaluated in the report, but also. Regulatory issues, tax issues, uh, 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 issues where the con- constitutional process seems to be circumvented. So we cover a pretty broad spectrum. You do, and that's been the interesting thing over the years is is that you cover pretty much the entire legislative waterfront. That being said, what were the issues that were? How many issues did you track this year? How many bills did you track? And and, and what were the the main subjects this year? I'm not quite sure how many bills we tracked. It was somewhere in the bigger tw- than a bread in, box. It was somewhere in the twenties. Okay. But but uh, we ultimately evaluated the legislature legislature on seventeen bills that received floor votes in both the House and the Senate. Okay. Uh, the the one that kind of overwhelmed the entire legislature by the end of the session was the 985 page omnibus supplemental <laughs> bill, and uh, so we. We we uh, uh, 
spent a lot of time and effort to, to uh, argue against that in our report because it, it's definitely a violation of the single subject rule of the Constitution. And furthermore, it wasn't even necessary yeah. because uh, the in terms of the sp- supplemental spending, I mean, the budget increased 9.2% last year. You know, that's a little more in population and growth and inf- inflation. Yeah. And if, you, if you're talking about things that weren't covered in the last budget that might rise to the level of emergency items that had to be covered, you might th- talk about restoring the legislature's operational funding that was lying in vetoed last year. Right. They did that in a separate bill. Right. Uh, they did they, the Minlar's meltdown. They gave them some emergency funds. <laughs> um, so... Other things, if they really needed to do them, they should have just reallocated within their existing budget. Which well, let's talk about it. large for, enough. For those in the audience who are not wonks, and that's most of us, uh, tell us a little bit about what the supplemental bill, almost a billion dollars in supplemental spending, since a number of the emergencies had been dealt with elsewhere. What did this money go towards uh, to the extent that you're able to divine it? Because obviously, like any 900-odd-page uh, bill, you uh, you need to pass it before you know what's in it, naturally. <laughs> yeah, it, it, uh, it wasn't a billion-dollar bill. It, uh, I'm it, sorry, it was, I had it the was, numbers it, wrong. It, yeah, that was, close, that was more like the bonding bill, I guess, but... All right. But uh, it's okay. That the hundred, th- it's about one hundred and thirty million. Oh, pocket change! And, and it uh, modifications to the two-year budgets for transportation, education, economic development, because that's where we get our economic development, of course, is from oh. from more supplemental spending by uh-huh. the state, <laughs> and 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 so forth. And but but what really got it, uh, and the governor would have signed that. Mm-hmm. But what really got 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 it in trouble is that there was all kinds of policy in it it's all, all kinds of separate new policies health policies uh environmental policies uh policies related to uh legislative auditor reviewing IT projects <laughs> uh, things about the 3M settlement account uh-huh. uh, so so and some of these things had plenty of merit but they should have been advanced separately and and then they weren't and they're all thrown together, uh, thinking that there's no way he's going to give up a chance to get all this extra money. And guess what? He vetoed it, and so none of that got done. Yeah, and it's this is this is an ongoing running question every time we get to talking about this state budgeting process, and that is the complete laughable premise that we're supposed to have a single subject clause in state law and that has not been enforced. Uh, it, it's only enforced when gun bills are involved. <laughs> there seems to be a little bit more recognition by some of the players involved that something has to change. I mean, we're both uh, candidates, major party candidates that are on the gubernatorial ballot this November are both talking about uh, rejecting omnibus, these omnibus uh, multi-subject bills. And Jeff Johnson may actually do it. Jeff Johnson and Tim Walls. (laughs) And, and, well, and John Marty has been a voice uh, talking about this as well. That's right. And, you know, I mean, he's, you know, near socialist but in terms of procedures <laughs> yeah. and 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 corporate welfare and a few other things there are some things on which we can find common ground yeah but until then they do make such great political opportunities to to call out people over these votes on 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 principle or on complete filthy lucre uh, in these omnibus bills. I mean, they make a great political cudgel for both sides. Okay, so with that understood, we've got uh, 17-odd bills uh, that, that, uh, that, that, that got uh, included in your report card. 
Yes. How did the legislature uh, turn out this this last session? Well, as as a group, How did they score as a group. It was rough. They they took positions that we found some alignment with, roughly fifty percent of the time. Like what? Um, well, there were some rather rather non controversial bills. Uh, they they. Uh, Went uh, took measures against uh, service animal fraud. Well, you know, force and fraud are some of the basic things that right. government is supposed to protect people True. and businesses against. Uh, they, uh, I think, there's general widespread agreement that the whole service animal fraud thing <laughs> needs to go away. Absolutely. So, yeah, it was pretty, pretty, pretty overwhelming, blatant. <laughs> uh, and then uh, there was a bill. Uh, Approved by the governor on municipal waste regulatory certainties, so that so if if they change the regulations on treatment facilities, that they don't take effect immediately because the planning process for de- developing a new treatment facility, wastewater treatment facility, is such that if they're well into the stages of of de- planning and building, and then all of a sudden. They put new regulations in, then nobody's going to build any <laughs> more, more treatment <laughs> facilities because they they can't afford to throw that. A moving regulatory down. target tends so, to discourage these things. Yeah. So I mean, so there was things like that. Uh, and there were other things that that passed the legislature, but then were vetoed by the governor, such as uh, uh, making uh, stiffer penalties on protests disrupting traffic hmm. uh, and so forth. Uh, Turning that from a just a public nuisance to a gross misdemeanor, hmm. and because you know it's 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 more than just uh, people that are inconvenienced uh, in the middle of the freeway or something. I mean, they're emergency vehicles. The doctors can't get to the hospital to perform operations on people. Well, yeah, but- uh, and then if if people are all of a sudden cornered, caged in. In the middle of a protest, they're, they're, it's not good for public safety either. So. No, it's not. And and there's also, I think, a I'm not going to say 14th Amendment issue, but certainly an equal access issue. Right. Because in Minneapolis and St. Paul, if, uh, if, uh, if, if a pro-life group or the Gun Owners Caucus wanted to block a freeway, uh, they'd be water cannons and, and attack dogs out there uh, from both mayors mm-hmm. uh, within seconds. So, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, some groups are more equal than others in the Twin Cities. Anyway, let's go. We'll come back uh, with John Augustine from the Legislative Evaluation Assembly of Minnesota. Uh, the website, www.lea-mn.org, and I'll post that at Shot in the Dark, that info later on uh, when I get a moment here after the broadcast uh, for this year's legislative report card. If you've got questions about this past legislature and the report card, give us a call at 651-289-4488. So the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, Most Minnesotans are dissatisfied with their income and retirement savings and are looking for help. Earn a second income without a second boss. Learn to make money trading at Online Trading Academy, the world's leader in trader education. Use this income now and through retirement. Register today for a free investing class by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone and use the keyword OTA. 
Again, pound 250, keyword OTA. Are your credit cards maxed out? Do you owe more than $10,000? Are you juggling your bills only making minimum payments? Credit card companies are playing a dirty trick on you. They want you to think you must pay it all back, and that's simply not true. Credit card companies hate it when we expose their secrets. In fact, there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. National Debt Relief offers programs that help you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $1 billion of debt. National Debt Relief has earned an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They're also the number one rated debt relief program by top consumer reviews and top 10 reviews. Don't declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. Settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Call National Debt Relief now at 800-645-1660. 800-645-1660. 800-645-1660. Family friendly and totally hilarious it's clean comedy night with triple espresso bobby bean here hey this is buzz maxwell triple espresso hey everybody i'm hugh butternut we're we're talking three guys doing three completely different things spontaneously they've been busting guts for over 20 years and are bringing their wild antics to the park square theater in downtown st paul on november 15th get your tickets before they're gone at am1280thepatriot.com Midterm elections are right around the corner, and it is obvious now that the left will do anything to win. We can't back down now. In fact, we've got to unite on all fronts, and that means paying attention to what your hard-earned dollars are supporting. You may not realize that even your cell phone bill is used to fund liberal causes. So switch now to the nation's only conservative cell phone company, Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile provides nationwide reliable service with unlimited talk and text and no hidden fees. Plus, Patriot Mobile automatically donates a portion of your bill to conservative causes you are voting to protect. Keep your number, bring your own device, or select a new one from our great selection, including Android and iPhones, beginning at only $4 a month. Go to PatriotMobile.com forward slash Hugh to get started today. And when you use the offer code Hugh, they'll even waive your activation fee for up to two lines. Stop supporting big mobile and liberal causes and make the switch to PatriotMobile.com. PatriotMobile.com forward slash Hugh, or call 1-800-A-PATRIOT. That's PatriotMobile.com forward slash Hugh, or 1-800-A-PATRIOT, 1-800-272-8746. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Don't forget election night coverage here on AM 1280, The Patriot, live from some hotel. I forget what it's called, but there's two trees involved. Okay, I'm stealing Mitch Hedberg jokes. i got to stop. From the Dallas Free, Double Free, in Bloomington, Brad Carlson, me, maybe King Banyan. We'll see. Hopefully it'll come down. Invites out there. It'll be a great night. 651-289-4488, the number to call. We're talking with John Augustine from the Legislative Evaluation Assembly. And for people who don't watch Minnesota government closely, and even for some like myself who do, compared to the general public, the the government of Minnesota seems to, government of Minnesota seems to reflect the the character of of rural Minnesota in so many ways. This sort of this sort of petulant passive aggression that 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 of piling on 
on top of one another's offenses. Just little passive-aggressive little nitpicks here yeah. and there. And you, you reminded... You, kind you of were, prepubescent, play yeah. your own brawls. The kind yeah. of stuff that we used to laugh at, as you pointed out, in uh, Prohias' classic Mad Magazine comic, Spy vs. Spy, a favorite of my childhood, I'll have you know. And the way you described... The way this state government works over the course of a couple of sessions with an escalating series of <laughs> passive aggression of little pokes and counterpokes and basically this legislative slap fight between the uh, legislature and uh, the parties and the governor's office was just hilarious. I, I've got here, just describe from your perspective how the government of this state works or rather barely works. All right, I'm going to rattle this off pretty fast. <laughs> 2016, uh, governor says, I'm not going to sign another a tax uh, reform bill unless you give me more supplemental spending. <laughs> and so the legislature is like, okay. The governor says, oh, yeah? Well, I found a technicality in here, and I'm going to veto it anyway. <laughs> so in, in the end of 2017 legislature, they come to the tax uh, bill this time, and and the legislature says, oh, yeah? Well, I'm not going to let you get funding for your Department of Revenue unless you sign these tax policy reforms. <laughs> you, know, which are, you know, there should be separate bills, but huh? but it's quid pro quo. And so Governor Dayton says, all right, oh, yeah, I'm going to veto your operational funding unless you renegotiate what you just made me sign. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I'm going to take, uh, we're going to take you to court because we don't think you can veto our funding. And Governor Dayton's like, oh, yeah? Well, we just won in court. And then the legislature's like, oh, yeah? Well, I've got, we've got enough funds that we were able to reallocate and save that we can get to the next session anyway. Well, oh, yeah, the governor can now come back and say, I'm going to take away your Senate majority because (laughs) your uh, Senate president is now going to have to become lieutenant governor. And, And the Constitution doesn't let, People serve in two branches at the same time. So then the legislature is like, oh, yeah, well, she's not going to take the oath of office. So <laughs> we're going to keep our seats, and we're not going to let you take away our majority. And then and then it just kind of, then they tried a, they tried a high-minded uh, letter to the legislature. The governor did try to shame them into not <laughs> tying things together. Right. Which I wrote an article in Mid Post praising, but pointing out that this is a relatively new uh, position. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. <laughs> and a month later, that position was gone because then he wouldn't, he wasn't going to sign a tax policy bill unless he got some emergency funding for schools. <laughs> so, so whereas he just had said a month earlier in his letter that I will again insist that budget and policy bills travel separately and be debated and negotiated on their own merits. Mm-hmm. But so then, but a month later, the, the tune had changed, and then the, and then the legislature as well. Oh yeah, you want all this extra spending? We're going to make you take all this extra policy, and that and then this is and then and then you're just going to have to eat it. And then the governor's like, Oh yeah, well I'm not running for re-election, so it's not going to work. I don't care. We're going to just veto the whole thing. And the, and so the big bill that contained a whole bunch of policy items that. Had developed some pretty broad consensus, whether it's on school safety or increasing penalties for texting while driving, and and a bunch of different things. We're in <laughs> it, we're, some stuff about the opioid uh, crisis. It was all in this one bill, and it all went down. And these and these 
uh, geniuses, these pragmatists, they, they, they talk about, well, this is what you have to do to get things done. But right. paradoxically, it didn't get done. Nothing got done. <laughs> so, so, and, and, and uh, like we were mentioning earlier, there, 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 there are people that are, uh, there's, there are, uh, media observers, there are, and then the gubernatorial candidates can see that nothing got done, and and you're seeing it in some of the legislative contests that, and and some of the local legislative contest debates. I think it's just going to take a whole new generation of leadership, not just the governorship, but also in the legislature, to just put this stupid squabbling behind us and get back to uh, governing on the Constitution and 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 uh, and if. If you don't have the votes, you just don't have the votes. Yeah, it, it, the whole—I mean, hearing it described in, in capsule form like that just made me think it's—it's it's like a community theater production of Game of Thrones done by junior high girls. That's—I <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't know why that jumped out at me. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. Okay, without further ado. Uh, by the way, we'll be talking with Myron Wilson, candidate for Minnesota House Fifteen B. Uh, after this, he's—he's—he's uh, uh, he's, he's running for the Minnesota House. We're we'll talking with him shortly. But without any further ado, let's uh, talk about the report card itself. You were parsimonious with the praise, as perhaps befits this uh, community theater production you just described here, but uh, there is some credit where credit is due, or credit due, I, I should say. Let's let's give some of that credit here. Who were your honorees uh, this past session, uh, and, we had, and why were they honored? We have six honorees at, that, from the Minnesota House, uh, Representative Steve Drazkowski, Eric Lucero, uh, brand-new Representative Jeremy Munson. That's right. Um, uh, Representative Cal Barr, Representative Jerry Hurtaus, and Representative Joyce Pepin, who just retired to become a lobbyist earlier this year. That's right. Okay. So, what, what did they what did they have to do to get uh, this uh, this laudatory treatment? They had to score at least seventy five percent in line with the the uh, recommendations we came up with in an evaluation. Of the so, a C plus is all the best they had. Grading on huh? a curve. Wow. Yeah. Holy cow, that's a that's a lean. I could have I could have gotten through statistics with that kind of curve. Holy. Well, there there there's some bills that just didn't get much scrutiny. That yeah. that uh, feel good type bills that just should have. I mean, there was a bill requiring motels to have and pay for sex trafficking prevention training, for example. Oh, so people are not going to want to come out and say, well. Uh, I'm for sex trafficking, so I, you know, so they're, they're, they're not going to want to say that. <laughs> There's an opposition obviously. research headline so, waiting so, to happen. So, there were, so, so nobody wanted to testify against this bill. No, but there was it. It was not a good bill. I mean, the and the, the it falls into the category of well, this is this sex trafficking prevention training is a good idea. Therefore, we should mandate it on everybody and force everybody to to, to bear the cost of it, and not everybody, but just the people. The, the motel operators that have to do it. <laughs> so and, and there's all, and and the, and there's not penalties for failing to report sex trafficking. The penalties are for failing to keep records of making sure everybody gets trained within 90 days of hiring in this sex trafficking prevention. And like I said, if and the, the large the large motels, hotels and motels for insurance reasons and, and PR reasons and so forth, have already pretty much done this, absorbed it as a cost of doing business. Several people were testifying about how great the training was that provide the training. So if it's mandated, guess who's going to get more resources for the training? <laughs> Plus, the, just just to quickly finish this up, no the state definition is of, this, of, of sex trafficking is unworkable compared to the federal definition. The federal definition recognizes, except in the case of 
of uh, miners that you know force or forced or fraud has to be involved. It has coercion, okay. Mm-hmm. But the 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 Minnesota statute's definition of sex trafficking it doesn't have coercion listed in it at all. So yeah. that brings an awful lot in. And 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 if and if you're trying to do something for public safety re- reasons, the uh, public as a whole, the general public should be expected to pay for it. And it shouldn't be forced on small businesses that are on the margin. Um, so that's but, where we came down. With John Plus, Augustine, the let- Airbnb Ooh. doesn't have to deal with any of these regulations. So <laughs> okay. So so I mean, and, but this got one no vote. Okay. And there's wow. other things like that. But that's that's one that really came to our attention. Okay, okay. So we got about a minute and change remaining. John Augustine from the Legislative Evaluation Assembly of Minnesota. Uh, the website is www.lea-mn.org. I'll post that at Shot in the Dark. I have no fear. So you can go out there and check it out right after the broadcast here. But, uh, uh, John, in the moment or so we have remaining, who should read this report? And why? What's the takeaway for the non-wonk in the audience? Well, anyone who wants to get more informed here before the before they vote, hopefully there's still people who haven't voted yet, and that they, they want to get more informed before they vote, uh, whether they they agree with everything in our report or not, they can get value from it because we 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 have a style where we we start with what the bill does, then we explain what the likely impact of the bill will be, and then we give our reasons for or against the bill are based on our credo. And so you you learn more than just how we what we what our positions are, you learn about the bill itself. Right. And so and and so I do encourage people to read it and and uh and it's it's it, it's nonpartisan and uh, I, I definitely encourage people to uh, review it and share it with others. If you're in the audience for this station, you will have something to take away from this report, I guarantee it. I'll be posting that at shotinthedark.info shortly here. John Augustine from the Legislative Evaluation Assembly of Minnesota, uh, what, what, you, highly placed there as well as occasional uh, bar band singer. I've been on the board uh, since... 2003, yeah. former chairman. That's right. You've been there for a while. And, of course, uh, uh, pop out to an Elephant Room gig. You might see him up on stage uh, <laughs> rendering a song or two. John, thanks for coming out here again today. All right. Thanks, Mitch. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. We'll be joined by Myron Wilson, independent candidate for Minnesota House in 15B, shortly. Go nowhere. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. If you're young and healthy, you don't need life insurance, right? Yeah, that's what I used to think, too, until my brother died at 38. Joe left his wife with two kids, a mortgage, and a stack of bills she couldn't pay. Mary had to sell the house and move everybody into this tiny two-bedroom apartment just to make ends meet. I never want to do that to my wife, so I got life insurance. I called AIG Direct and was really surprised how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. Listen, if you have a family, you should seriously think about getting life insurance. You'll feel a lot better having it, trust me. 
Call AIG Direct for a free, no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you could save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-981-0472. That's 1-800-981-0472. 1-800-981-0472. Pat Boone here again, and I assure you, I have never before endorsed a pain relief product. Not until now. Not until Relief Factor came along as a 100% drug-free solution for people struggling with ordinary pain. Quite simply, Relief Factor was designed by doctors to help relieve those occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, and everyday living. Let me ask you, are aches and pains keeping you from sleeping through the night? Or keeping you from taking those nice long walks or playing golf or tennis? You can't really call it living if you can't get around comfortably. The three-week quick start from Relief Factor may be all you need to lower or even eliminate these pains. A whole lot of people have already gone to relieffactor.com, and here's something you need to know. The majority of people who order the three-week quick start, now only $19.95, go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. Message and data rates may apply. Welcome to Coursera, the online gateway to thousands of career-advancing courses from many of the world's best universities. So what can Coursera do for you? Coursera is the perfect way to learn at my own pace and have this amazing knowledge to help me advance professionally. I almost doubled what I was earning. Coursera is the reason I'm now a full-stack developer, and I've got skills that I know are in demand. Whether you want to hone your skills, add to your qualifications, or switch careers, Coursera provides access to interactive learning experiences from schools like the University of Illinois, Arizona State University, and the University of London. And you can join Coursera for free. Just text TREND11 to 250-250. Coursera is liberating because it let me take control of my education, learn what I want to learn, and change my whole life. Join Coursera for free. Text TREND11 to 250-250. Coursera, your course to success. Text TREND11 to 250-250. AM 1280, The Patriot. Hey, pretty baby, are you ready for me? Yeah, 651-289-4488. Remember to call. I'm just that off about San Antonio with a radio blasting in the bird dog. Hey, don't forget, election night coming up. believe it's a week from Tuesday. I'm uh, loaded for bear. I'm going to be there. Me and my boys got this rigging around, and we'll come a thousand miles from a guitar tank. At the Double Tree in Bloomington, Brad Carlson and I will be there. Maybe King Banyan, most likely Lee Michaels from AM 980. I might get him to stop on by. Uh, we're going to have the entire Salem Twin Cities crew down there. Uh, we're going to be cutting back and forth from national coverage from Salem with all the uh, Salem crew, Dennis, Hugh, Larry, the whole uh, crew live in Los Angeles and D.C. and wherever they may be. Seattle? Yeah, all over the place. And we will be live there. If you're going to be at the victory party a uh, week from uh, Tuesday night, stop on by. Say hi. We'd love to see all of you out at the, uh, out at the uh, victory party. We'll be over in the press pit. Hopefully, reveling in the tears of the media, watching a what could have been a huge victory slipping away. Anyway, more on that when we come back. My pleasure to welcome to the broadcast uh, our next guest, Myron Wilson, uh, joining us right now. Myron is an independent candidate for the Minnesota House in House District 15B. Uh, Myron, welcome to the broadcast. Well, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. 
Uh, great, great to have you here. So, tell us a little bit about something about yourself. First of all, you're running in House District 15B. That's the seat that Jim Newberger is vacating to run for uh, the United States Senate against Amy Klobuchar uh, up in the Greater Becker metropolitan area. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll talk about your race for office. Okay. Well, I am a, a retired state trooper. I started my career off at the Reformatory at St. Cloud. Went through a police department, sheriff's department, and under the state patrol where I retired from. My wife and I have owned a couple businesses. We used to buy failing businesses and turn them around. And we retired a few years back. Bought the farm I grew up on out here in Oroch Township, which is within the district. And bought it for my brothers after my, bro- uh, my father passed. Paid a heck of a lot of inheritance tax on it, gift tax. And then... Uh, green acres and now i'm running because i don't like the way things are going i don't like the fuck and i want to establish term limits and i want to get the special interest money if not abolished at least weakened so it's not buying laws from us anymore you kind of anticipated my next question myron but i'm going to give it a shot here so you seem like a fairly sane sensible person what on earth prompted you to run uh for the minnesota house what uh, what what was it that pushed you over the edge there were a couple things that did it. First off, it was looking at my grandkids. Second, I'm kind of a workaholic type person, and I thought I have to do something to change them. And I watched the two parties. I have to be honest here. I was a Republican for years and years, like 40 years. And every day I watched the person that I thought was the best person being turned away from someone that was closer to what we like to call rhinos or, or uh, government people. I watched... Uh, President Trump, every step of the way being fought by both parties. And I thought, you know, we have to do something different. It's the term limits and the money that really got me going because there's no way in the world those parties are going to fight that. And I'm hoping as an independent that I can fight it and find the original same people in both parties, bring them together, and we can change the system a little bit. Now, Myron, first of all, just a, a note from my engineer on the other side of the glass. You're, you're breaking up occasionally. If there's any way to get to a slightly better cell signal, I don't know if you're in a basement, in a tunnel or not, but occasionally you come off something like the Cylons in the 1970s version of Battlestar Galactica, and, I, and you may remember that. Uh, <laughs> you may not. No problem. How is this? Much better. Absolutely. Engineer uh, gives his stamp of approval. So, excellent. Thank you very much for that. Uh, I want to make sure you come through loud and clear, Myron Wilson. Sure. Uh, so, but I think we got most of your, uh, most of what you, what, what brought you into running for office. Uh, tell us a little something about what you seek to do. That, uh, tell us about the change you wish to be when you make it into the legislature in St. Paul. What's the, what's the Myron Wilson agenda? Well, the first thing is to find people in both parties that want to get along. Second thing, and I think, is I'd like to get a constitutional amendment approved so that we at least get a decision out here on whether we want term limits or not. And I think it's, it's vitally important we do. Uh, and then the next thing is trying to work the money out of the system so that there's more accountability and you know who's actually paying who and where the money goes when it goes from the, lo- the corporations to the lobbyists to the legislature. Now, as someone who came to conservatism from the libertarian side of things and, and left the Republican Party to be a libertarian briefly before coming back, i got to ask you, how, let's talk specific policy here. When, you talk, when people start talking about getting money out of politics, what are you looking to see? What, uh, how, do you, how do you see that happening in, given politics in Minnesota today? 
I, I what I see happening is not removing money completely. That's that's impossible in this day and age. I would like to see it so that it's more transparent. As it is now, we have caucuses within the House and the Senate, and you either end up giving money to the Republican caucus or the Democrat caucus as a lobbyist or corporation. That's controlled by the party leadership and then kind of doled out to where it needs to go. I would rather see the only way that money could come would be into each individual lawmaker's campaign fund and then we have limits that are put on by law and the campaign committee or campaign board stuff. But at least then you could tell who's actually getting the money from where. And it might make a difference on which laws pass and which ones aren't. 651-289-4488 if you have questions for Myron Wilson, who's running for the Minnesota House on District 15B out in the greater Becker area. Uh, so how can people find out more about your campaign? Might as well ask you that while we got you here. I have a website. It's called Wilson415B.com. And the four is spelled out, F-O-R, not the number. That is something that candidates have finally learned how to do. Spell that out. I've been doing this a long time, but for the longest time, it, it took some while to train, uh, it took a while to train candidates to do that. So, uh, so, so it sounds like, uh, sounds like, uh, how's the campaign going, Myron? I think it's going extremely well. I, I think I'm, I I don't want to be overconfident, but at the same time, I'm extremely happy as an independent as to how I'm doing. Uh, I've my expenditures are minuscule, minuscule. Excuse me about that. Small, my tongue. Small, <laughs> small compared to what my uh, my competition has spent out here. You know, I I'm, I'm pretty happy with what with what's out there. You know, people are just very very tired of gridlock fighting. You know, it's like watching Vern Gagne and the Crusher. <laughs> It's a good reference there. Uh, that's probably a, a a better '70s reference than my Battlestar Galactica bit. But uh, I, I much much respect for the early '70s reference there, uh, Byron Wilson. Tell us a little bit about how you reflect your district. 15B, obviously Becker, the exurban Northwest Twin Cities. Uh, how is it that you believe that you, uh, especially should you uh, go to St. Paul, uh, reflect your district? Well, uh, first off. I am part of the district. I grew up in the district. Uh, I'm back in the district, and uh, I know the district extremely well. I'm rural. I farm out here now. Uh, I just, I think that's one of the things that is a, I'm part of the district. I'm not something from somewhere else. We have a blended district because we have, you know, suburban, almost urban in, in the south part, and then we get to extremely rural in the north part. I've lived in both. As a state trooper, I've worked in both areas. And during the campaign here, I think I've been to almost every town board meeting there is out here. I've gotten to know a lot of people. You definitely have to uh, be busy and travel a lot to make it as an independent. Uh, what, what, what have you learned uh, about politics since you started running as an independent, uh, Myron Wilson? Uh, don't always believe what the politicians tell you. <laughs> and now that you're a politician, how are you feeling about that? <laughs> I, I don't want to be a politician. Matter of fact, I've told everybody out here that I would like to be done in four years. If I could get those two things established off the bat, I would leave even sooner. I would stay for a third term, but that's it. Beyond that, I don't. I, 
it's if I can't do it in three terms, I can't do it. It's time for someone else to try that may be more competent. Now, this is an issue that, and I go back and forth with this on uh, with Republicans and Democrats and independents, because uh, I'm of two minds, uh, one larger than the other, when it comes to the idea of term limits. And, and obviously, you've you've spoken for term limits, and that's uh, it's certainly a valid uh, thing to to, uh, to go for. Now, and I'm I'm all in favor of term limits. For politicians I don't like, and I oppose them for politicians that I do, <laughs> like a lot of people, I think it's fair to say. How, how do you see making the sale to Minnesotans, like me, on the idea of term limits? It's, it's really not hard to do. If you look at the polls, and I'm not poll chasing, but I'll let you know, it's about 83% of the population in the state wants term limits. The other 17 are politicians. Uh, <laughs> it, it's... If you look at the history and you look in the state of Florida, for instance, they went to term limits in 1994. 20 years later, their budget and taxing was 20% less than it was, when, was then. And as far as the good politicians, and there are a lot of good politicians, mm-hmm. if you start eight years in the House, then you go to the Senate for eight years, and then you go to lieutenant governor or governor or the federal House or the federal Senate, you can make a career in politician, uh in in government if you're good if you're not good well then you don't deserve to be there in the first place so up or out in other words yeah that's a, there's a upper, it's a military thing up or out right exactly yes uh yeah three straight references in a row this is this is uh, shaping up pretty good uh myron wilson you're running for the minnesota house in district uh, 15b uh one more time here how can people find out about more uh, more about you and about your campaign at Wilson415B.com, and that is spelled out F-O-R, not the num- numeral for it. Fair Excellent. Wilson, for, I'll, post, I'll post that at shotinthedark.info uh, at, well, as soon as I get a moment after the broadcast here. Uh, Myron Wilson, uh, all the best uh, in this election season. Thanks for coming on the broadcast with us today. Okay, well, thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. We'll be posting his information uh, shortly at shotinthedark.info. If you're up in the greater Becker area, uh, pay an ear. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Oh, yeah, those were different days. In New Valley of the Thundering AM 1280, The Patriot. I'm Jan Markill, helping you understand the times. How many hours do you spend using digital media every day? I'm talking cell phones, computers, TV, radio, iPads, and tablets, you know, the works. If you're anywhere near the average, it's probably close to 13 and a half hours a day. We have become addicts to media, and our lives don't seem to be complete until we get our fix of the media. For younger people, it's social media, and other folks, it is talk media. But it all has the same effect. We are becoming people of information, but we are lacking the wisdom of how to live with it. The Bible teaches that we should pursue understanding and wisdom because they will bring us into a fullness of how to live life. Perhaps a good dose of Bible reading could cure the jitters of being overwhelmed by our media information. For more information, listen to our weekend program on this station or anytime at olivetreeviews.org. 
Hello, I'm Jim Newberger, and I'm running for the U.S. Senate. Like you, I was disgusted at the way Amy Klobuchar treated Brett Kavanaugh. Folks all around Minnesota have told me that this has to stop. They want their senator to be respectful to everyone who comes before a committee. I agree. As a state rep, I've done that, and I will do so as your next U.S. Senator. No more political games. I humbly ask for your vote on the 6th of November. Thank you, and let's make America great again. Paid for by Jim Newberger for U.S. Senate, and I approve this message. This is a court-ordered notice. Current and former Ford, Lincoln, and Mercury owners or lessees can receive payments and other benefits from a legal settlement related to allegedly defective Takata airbags in their vehicles. To see if your vehicle is included and to file a claim, go to autoairbagsettlement.com or call 1-888-735-5596. That's autoairbagsettlement.com or 1-888-735-5596. Here at the Kingdom Builders, relationships are more important than sales figures. We're not really interested in doing these commercials to pull you in with marketing. We're more interested in having an opportunity to reach out and establish a relationship with you. Matthew, my son-in-law, now works a lot in the office with me, and our goal is really to be great ambassadors for the Lord Jesus. We don't want to put our light under a bushel basket. Yeah, I've just really enjoyed talking with customers and seeing what their problems are and trying to fix those for them, trying to get peace of mind with the issues they're having with their home. We think the business part will come naturally if we have a good, solid relationship with you and establish a level of trust. We've just been immensely blessed with all the people that we've met in the past few years, and we look forward to growing our family of customers. We'd like the opportunity just to look at your roof, your gutters, whatever it might be. For a free and obviously no obligation estimate, find us online at thekingdombuilders.net. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488, the number to call. You can also join me on Twitter at hashtag N-A-R-N show. I was hoping some of the uh, Doug Wardlow opponents I've been mixing it up with over this past week on social media would, uh, if not call in, at least send a tweet with a question uh, to try and engage on their chanting points, but they never do. So that's something I've found to be the case with the more obstreperous progressives, that they're usually good for one round of factoids, maybe. And then they descend into ad hominem and straw man, occasionally physical violence. No, it's happened. 651-289-4488. I mentioned earlier in the broadcast, I'm fundamentally a pessimistic person when it comes to politics. Part of it comes from being a small-town Scandinavian, and, and we do not wear optimism well. It's just part of the Norwegian character. Uh, people who are who who spend their ancestral generations in the uh, barren subarctic, or the uh, the or the uh, the unforgiving uh, highlands along the Swedish border, tend to keep a fairly tight perspective on their joy, and, and that's what Scandinavians are famous for, as you all know. If you've ever listened to uh, <laughs> Garrison Keeley, you know this. And, and of course, this is the time in every campaign where people who are long shots and dark horses start to feel like maybe I got a chance and find themselves completely 
completely bereft on election night when they found nah, it was still a two-digit race. That being said, seeing Doug Wardlow pulling ahead of Keith Ellison, seeing Keith Stauber, uh, excuse me, uh, Tom Stauber, uh, turn 15-point swing inside of a week, uh, it's, I'm sorry, inside of a polling cycle, seeing uh, Jim Hagedorn uh, well with inside the margin of error against a lavishly funded opponent, seeing Jason Lewis, I think, giving way worse than he's getting and fighting back against, I don't know, three to four to one funding uh, margin. I don't know. And, and seeing this next bit of news, Guy Benson writes this on Town Hall, points out that uh, Democrats right now pouring nearly three million more dollars into New Jersey. He writes, it's a mirage, right? I still can't bring myself to believe the Jersey Senate race is actually in play for Republicans. But consider a few factors. Number one, dropping a seven-figure October ad buy in the Garden State might be uh, dismissed as a cash-flush party acting out of an abundance of caution. But dropping a second tranche? No way to spin that. In fact, this very much looks like genuine concern. He quotes Dan Marika from uh, the Majority Pack saying, $2.8 million in Jersey. Uh, on top of $3 million they placed last week, putting their total spend just size south of $6 million. CNN moved the race from likely Democrats, as befits a race in Jersey, to lean Democratic earlier in the month. $6 million to hold up Bob the Godfather Menendez. 651-289-4488. Just saying, uh, the blue tsunami might just be turning out to be more like a wet diaper. That's up to you, folks. I mean, this is the time when all good people have to stand up for what they believe. If you early vote, early vote. If you bring friends to the polls, bring friends to the polls. 651-289-4488. Let's go to the phones uh, in Minneapolis. Kurt, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You're on the air. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Nice work today. I, I cannot stress how important this attorney general's race is. I mean, it, you know, Keith Ellison, it, he would make Lori Swanson look like a piker. I mean, this, I just cannot imagine what some of the things that he would do. I am a small landlord and there are some landlord's rights and protections in that attorney general handbook that I'm sure he would obliterate. Oh you know, yeah. The guises of fair housing. Oh yeah. Um, and I just, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not a not really brushed up on the legalese, but I just, you know, I go to that attorney general's handbook, you know, for certain things. I don't know how really what all of the uh, legalese is in terms of what the state can do and state can't do. I've got it tough enough as a small time landlord here in Minneapolis in the city council. And thank goodness that attorney general handbook has some things in it. Um, you know, on the state level, that oh. would at least be some protections for me. So. There, there are, there's not a whole lot of protection. I, I have friends who are landlords in St. Paul who will tell you, as you're well aware, I will tell anybody else, I mean, you don't need to be told, there's not a whole lot of protection. What little there is come, comes from the state who occasionally, once in a blue moon, will swoop down and, and smack some of these housing departments around, as they did with the St. Paul Department of Safety Inspection a couple of years ago when it turned out they were just completely botching restaurant inspections and they took the whole thing 
flying over uh, from the city. Uh, and, and so I tell you, you know those Ford probes that Minneapolis's uh, housing people drive around in? Uh, Keith Ellison yep. takes over in the AGO. Those will be replaced by bulldozers. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's going to be a whole, I mean, not literally, but you never know. Uh, may as well in, in, in point of fact. So absolutely right, Kurt, from your mouth to God's ears. Bring friends to the polls on the 6th or before if you can early vote because uh, of all the races, obviously these are all important races to win. We, we talk about this with all of these candidates. We've uh, talked about it with Doug Wardlow. Uh, who I've probably interviewed now more than any other single person on this broadcast, other than perhaps Dave Osmeck, uh, who will be on next week, by the way, uh, talking about his election outlook. Uh, but Doug Wardlow, as you point out quite correctly, absolutely essential that Keith Ellison not get within uh, a restraining order's distance of the attorney general's office and the power that it wields. But it goes beyond that. Pam Myra, who we'll be talking with next week in our final pre-election broadcast. Pam Myra is uh, has a great shot of winning the state auditor's race. They don't really poll for that, but general sentiment is she's probably got a better uh, case to take that office over than a junior high teacher who thinks the job is about teaching people how to count like junior high math students. John Howe, uh, in a just world, would be the Secretary of State uh, in a walk. Jeff Johnson, uh, with all the power that the governor has to establish fiscal policy among everything else in this state, within the margin of error on some of the polls that actually matter out there against Tim Waltz, Jeff Johnson can pull this off, folks, if every last one of us turns out, brings friends, uh, gets (laughs) <laughs> calls in the family to bum-rush these polls in biblical numbers. We can win this, folks. We, I, I strongly believe we are going to win a number of these things here. I, I think that Pete St- I, I think we can win the congressional office. I think we can win the governor's race. I think we can not only flip the eighth CD and flip it for good. I think we got a great shot of winning, a really exceptional shot of winning the first. I think that uh, Jason Lewis and Eric Paulson can defend their seats, although we're going to have to have a word with Jason, uh, with that Jason, with Eric Paulson on some of his conservative policy if he wins. I think David Hughes is going to be have a surprisingly good performance, enough to win. We shall see. I think this could be a very good election, but it's going to be in all of our hands. Oh, we'll be doing more of this next week. You betcha. Thanks for stopping by. God bless you all. God bless America. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Hi, my name is Amy, and I have two children at Christian Heritage Academy. Tell us about your daughter's first few days at Christian Heritage Academy. Our daughter struggles with a little bit of anxiety. Starting the day is difficult for her, and Principal Gail Wolf had a solution to have a reason to come in in the morning and get over that. So the bigger reason for her to get through the door in the morning was to go check on a plant. 
in the principal's office. And she loved going to check on her plants. She would water it every day, and that got her through the door on time. And then she forgot about everything else, and then she was able to go to class. How's your daughter doing now? Everything worked out very perfectly, and that's an example of being known and loved. What would you say to parents like you who are considering a Christian education? It's true that there are other well-known, bigger Christian schools out there, but Christian Heritage Academy is by far the best-kept secret in the Twin Cities. Take a leap of faith. Contact Christian Heritage Academy at chacademy.com. That's chacademy.com. Did you know that 45% of consumers look at your online reviews, comments, and feedback to decide if they want to do business with you and your company? I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities, and I want to introduce you to Salem Surround, the next generation answer to digital marketing for your local business. Salem Surround can help your company get the most out of their online reviews and reputation. Call Alyssa for more information at 651-289-4406. Let's talk about your business for a minute. Think about all the things you're doing to attract the best talent. Between the networking events and referral bonuses, you're probably spending plenty of time and money to find the right people. But what if it was your office that attracted employees? Today's workforce is mobile and active, and they want an office designed around the way they work. And Veridesk makes it easy. Veridesk Standing Desk Solutions help you create an active workspace where employees can stand and move so they're happier, healthier, and more productive. Our full line of active office products are constructed with commercial-grade materials and require little to no assembly so they're easy to set up and move. Companies of any size can have a Veridesk active workspace. Ordering is simple. Shipping is free. And our 30-day guarantee means if you don't love it, we'll pick it up for free. Learn more about Veridesk active workspace solutions at veridesk.com radio. That's V-A-R-I-Desk.com radio. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.